the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. Today is Monday, June the 19th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On June 19, 1964, the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was approved by the U.S. Senate. Today in 1775, George Washington was commissioned by the Continental Congress as Commander-in-Chief of the Continental Army, He had been chosen by vote earlier. I mentioned that the other day when that happened. He was unanimously elected for this job. He was commissioned today in 1775. Excuse me. Today in 1911, Pennsylvania became the first state to establish a motion picture censorship board. Today in 1917, during World War I, King George V ordered the British royal family to dispense With German titles and surnames, the family took the name Windsor. Today, in 1934, the Federal uh, Communications Commission was created. It replaced the Federal Radio Commission. Today, in 1944, during World War II, the two-day Battle of the Philippine Sea began, resulting in a very decisive victory for the Americans over the Japanese. Today, in 1953, Julius Rosenberg and his wife, Ethel, They were convicted of conspiring to pass U.S. atomic secrets to the Soviet Union. They were executed at Sing Sing Prison in New York. Today, in 1987, the U.S. Supreme Court struck down a Louisiana law that was requiring any public school teaching the theory of evolution to also teach creation science as well. 1987... The Supreme Court said, no, we can't have that. We want to embrace evolution as science, not creationism. That's religion. We have to separate ourselves from religion. Can't have religion in the government. I want to talk to you a little bit today about training up our children. Proverbs 26.6 says, train up a child in the way he should go. And then it says this. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. I understand some of the concerns that parents have. As a pastor, I've spoke with a number of them over the years. They said, we tried to train up our child in the way he should go, and he's far away, he's rebellious, or she's rebellious. They're not living the way they should. They're not living the way we taught them to live according to the Bible, and so on. I understand that's a, that's a real issue, and we could talk about that for an hour, but I want to talk about the first part of this. Train up a child in the way he should go. Oregon State Republicans successfully pushed state Democrats into eliminating a portion of a proposed bill that would have allowed minors to obtain abortions without parental consent. I know, we've heard that a million times. Over the last several months, there is a war against our children. There is an all-out attempt. I know this sounds 
like I'm some marginal voice out here crying in the wilderness. I hope that's not true. But the battle for our children is unlike anything ever recorded in history. It's worse than what we read in Old Testament culture of the pagans sacrificing their children. We have gone beyond that in America today, a nation founded upon godly principles. Democrats threw out the radical provision of their House Bill 2002 after Republican state senators launched the longest walkout in state history. They just simply walked out of the building. There was therefore then not a quorum. And the far-left progressives, wild-eyed, scary progressives, couldn't do anything. The media thrashed the Republicans for walking out. Why don't they do their job and so on? They were doing their job. I want to tell you what the results of that was. Six-week peaceful protest that could put the political careers of at least 10 of those guys that walked out, and women, the people, GOP lawmakers, put their career at risk under a ballot measure passed just a year or so ago by voters that says if, they're, if they have so many absences, they, cannot, they can be blocked from running again for their office. They were willing to lay it on the line. We live in a day when we must come to grips with, will we lay it on the line? As people, do we really believe what we say we believe? The bill that broke the donkey's back in Oregon was, Oregon Public Broadcasting has been reporting that conservative Oregon Republican lawmakers, they say, put their careers on the line to stand for parents. Now, they're not saying that in praise. They're saying it in tremendous disappointment. They don't want the media in general doesn't want parents to be in control of their children. And they do everything they can to support this far-left, crazy, so-called progressive ideology. In Oregon, they successfully pushed state Democrats, the majority, into eliminating a portion of the proposed bill that would have allowed minors to obtain abortions without parental consent. Republicans in the Oregon Senate ended their six-week walkout last Thursday after reaching a deal to water down the Democrat bills. You say, well, they should have gotten rid of them. Well, across this nation, there are states. Oregon is one of them. Washington is one of them. Sometimes you have to take it bit by bit and stay focused because it's very difficult to get common sense laws and policies in place when you have a Democrat majority. It's very difficult. Democrat bills on abortion and guns were opposed by the GOP. The news media has made, that articles I've read, has made the case more about guns than kids, but it's more about kids than guns in my mind, and I think in the mind of a lot of people. Those changes were unthinkable to Republicans. They were simply not willing to go along with what the left was trying to do. The stand was for all conservative parents in the state who believe parents, not the state, are responsible for rearing their children. This House Bill 2002 was the tipping point. When it passed the House, the elephants remembered that their core values, and they did what they had to do. 
In fact, when this one of the leftists was reading, I, I noticed, was reading in the um, Oregon legislature some of the parts of this bill that confirms a minor of any age could obtain an abortion under legislation proposed by Oregon Democrats, there was there was gasps on the floor. There were people that were saying that were saying, "What is this?" And these were legislators who were who were opposing this bill. They didn't realize how bad it really was till they heard it read out loud on the record. The Senator Tim Knopp and Representative Vicki Breeze, they wrote an op-ed for the Oregonian back in in April. And in it, they explained how powerfully this bill would, if passed, impact parental rights. But people, as as we do, I mean, we we have a lot going on in our lives and we get distracted. And I mean, no matter what our commitments may be and what our beliefs may be, we get distracted. I mean, we work, we have kids, we have responsibilities and all of this kind of thing. So sometimes they, the left looks for these opportunities and they push this legislation kind of around the dark edge, the margin of our lives. And oftentimes we don't see what they're doing until it's too late. Well, that was almost the case here, but it wasn't the case. But back in back in uh, April, this Tim Knopp and this representative Vicki Breeze, I think that's how you pronounce her name, uh, they wrote this op-ed. They begin with this. They said, quote, two months ago, Field trip permission slips, tattoos and piercings, contact lenses. These are all just some of the examples in which parents are required to provide consent for their children in the state of Oregon. They continued. However, a bill in the Oregon legislature would knowingly and forcefully strip away parental rights. House Bill 2002B expands the use of taxpayer dollars for irreversible sex-changing treatments and procedures including sterilization for those as young as 15 without parental consent. Private insurers under this measure must cover these procedures, they wrote, allowing minors to undergo treatment on their parents' insurance without their knowledge. And then they said in this op-ed piece, yes, you are reading this correctly. In addition, the legislation would allow a minor at any age to have an abortion without parental knowledge or consent. Your kid goes to school, your daughter goes to school, she talks to a school nurse and says, I think I'm pregnant, they check her out, yes, yes you are, and they take her for an abortion. You say, well, that could never happen. Well, it does happen. It happened at Ballard High School here a few years ago. I, I talked about it on this program. People wrote back and said, are you sure about that? I said, yeah, I'm positive. And it later became news, but they were trying to cover it up at the time. Yes, it does happen. They take your kid to school. I mean, you send your kid to school. They take your daughter over to the local Planned Parenthood or whatever. That's the face of evil. They take your child over there and your child has an abortion and she's scared to tell you after the fact. She didn't want you to know she was pregnant. That doesn't fit into God's plan for our children. God's plan is that we, the parents, are to train up a child in the way he should go. And the state is vying with the parent. The federal government versus the parent. And it's not about what the parent believes. It's about the parent's right to train up their child in the way he should go. This is an absolute attack, not only on parenthood, 
but on God himself, who set the model for humanity. That, it, humanity's not sustainable outside of God's plan. And we are self-destructing before our eyes and the eyes of the world. America's looking like a fool in front of the world. Not that that's the most important thing, but it is important. This morning, Blinken, Tony Blinken, Biden's guy, met with Xi Jinping in China for three hours. The bottom line of that was China said, you you, you better straighten up or we're going to have a real hard time suggesting maybe a war or something. I mean, it just didn't go well for him. The press is scrambling all over the place as we speak this morning, trying to get stories out there that, you know, like we, boy, we explain, we have a good conversation going with China. We don't have a good conversation going with China. China sees the weakness of America, morally and politically. And they're saying, you better work with us or else. That's what they're saying. You won't hear that on the 5 o'clock news tonight, but that was the essence. I read through the script, or not the whole thing they said, but a great deal of it this morning, earlier, as it was happening. And um, China sees the weakness, and they're seizing that moment. It will, as I said, it'll be played out very differently on the 5 o'clock news tonight. Those local people all across the country, regardless of where you live, they'll be reading words they don't even understand on the news. I mean, it's pathetic, but somebody will have written it with the thought in mind to make it look like the, the Biden administration really stood up to China and blah, blah, blah. That isn't what happened. Just finished a few minutes ago. This legislation in Oregon will allow, would have allowed any age to have an abortion without parental knowledge, stripping away a parent's right to know. Oregon law already permits a minor at age 15 to have an abortion. They concluded with this, these two public servants doing their job. They said, don't be fooled. This is not an abortion or equality issue. This is a parental rights issue. This this is the state of Oregon effectively telling you that the government understands the needs of your child better than you do. This is an extreme attack on a sacred relationship between a parent and a child. They're right. It is. They said House Bill 2002 is scheduled for a vote on the House floor on Monday, May 1st. They wrote this in April, this op-ed. It was scheduled for Monday, May 1st for a vote. There was no question that the Democrats were going to pass this bill. They said in their op-ed, please call your state representative and state senator and make your voice heard. That, that was then. Now, I'm, we're not saying, I'm not suggesting that now. That's what they were saying back on May 1st. When it appears that the Democrats would pass the bill, the Republicans stood up and walked out. That, then it became national news. They said it's time to take a stand regardless of the personal consequences. That's when this state senator leader, this Tim Knopp from Bend, Oregon, he said that he tweeted this. He said, Senate Republicans and independents stood firm as the last line of defense for parental rights and the rule of law. He said, I'm incredibly proud of their steadfast determination to give their constituents a long overdue seat at the table. He said, we've said from the very beginning that we cannot allow the Senate to operate in an unlawful, uncompromising and unconstitutional manner. We repeatedly urged Democrat leaders to put the critical needs of all Oregonians first instead of prioritizing an extreme agenda that does nothing 
but, ab- uh, but abide, uh, divide us. Remember when America's founding fathers declared their independence from England? They laid it on the line. They included in the Declaration of Independence. If you haven't, if you haven't read that recently, you should. They included in the Declaration of Independence that they knew there could be consequences for their actions. But they knew they were doing the right thing. And 201, they said, yeah, I'll sign it. The last phrase of the Declaration of Independence says, quote, and for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of the divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. End of Declaration of Independence. In order to achieve a victory for parental rights, the Oregon Republic, Republicans in the Senate had to put their careers on the line. They were forced to launch the longest walkout in state history. They were criticized and beaten up by the press and mocked by the press. Do your job, and so on. A six-week peaceful protest that could put the political careers of at least 10 GOP lawmakers, whom are already the GOP as a minority, put them at risk under a ballot measure that was passed by voters just last year. I don't want to get too deeply into this because it just has to do with one state with Oregon, but on May 12th, as I said, this became a national story. The New York Post said, Republican state senators in Oregon are putting their career in jeopardy in an attempt to stymie Democrat-led bills on gun control, gender-affirming care, and abortion rights by refusing to come to work. The State House boycott which entered its ninth consecutive day on Friday, they said, on, this was May 12, said this uh, prevents the Democrat-controlled Senate from having the required two-thirds of lawmakers present to pass the legislation. But here's the problem. Lawmakers with 10 unexcused absences in the state of Oregon are banned from re-election under a constitutional amendment passed last November by the Democrats and then to the people. The Post said Republicans who reach 10 absences are thus disqualified from re-election and they will probably file legal challenges. From what I've read, they will file legal challenges. The Oregon Secretary of State's office has indicated that it will not put disqualified senators on the ballot for re-election. So they're killing their career or trying to. This drama is the latest in a string of ideological clashes in state houses all across the country. And that brings me to this. Is there anything, anything important enough for which you, as a person, and it's just, this is between you and me at this point, is there anything that's important enough for which you would put your career, your reputation, your bank account on the line. Anything at all? No, I'm not asking you to report in and I'll read it on the radio, but I'm I'm asking you to think about that. Your career? Your reputation? Your bank account on the line? I don't know if Jesus had a bank account, but he put it all on the line. Jesus is God but he became flesh and dwelt among us. He was belittled, betrayed, beaten. I mean, you name it. 
they tried to administer every destructive force against him with words and deeds and sticks and whips and he laid it on the line for us. That is the model. But as Christians in a in a dying culture, a culture that is so out of control, it it shocks the heathen in this world, in America here. Our culture is so out of control that people are saying today, I can't believe what I see in America. I read it from all over the world. I still have contacts with people from my days as working in missionary work in Africa and Asia and elsewhere. They're going, I can't believe this. What's the matter with America? What happened? And so many of us stand silently. But we stand and we don't we don't really make that decision to do what we can do. And maybe it's just pray. Maybe it's just go to a school board meeting. Maybe it's, I don't know, it, it's different for all of us. But there's anything, is there anything that we're willing to take a stand for? And if so, shouldn't it be our children? The state is trying to steal your child. I don't know how how any any more clear that can be said. Don't put your child under the leadership and the domination of the state. Specifically, don't put them in public education anymore. This isn't like it was when you went to school. If you're over 40, like me, <laughs> it was a community effort. People had differences. We went to different churches or no churches at all and blah, blah, blah. But it was it was a community thing. Our kids went there and they learned history and they learned how to play little musical instruments or whatever, blow on whistles or whatever. And they learned the stuff they were supposed to learn. They learned math and they learned some history and they learned civic responsibilities and the things that make a society well and healthy. But oh no, it's been hijacked. And it's not just Oregon, it's Washington and California and it's all across this nation. They are they are putting everything they have on the line to steal your children and grandchildren. I can't make it any more plain than that. It's time to stop and stand in front of these war machines that they're leveling against our children. It's time to stop them. In a battle that's best known as for Alfred Lord Tennyson's The Charge of the Light Brigade, you probably have studied that if you went to school a long time ago. Today, not so much. You'd learn how to be an activist. But The Charge of the Light Brigade. For the British, that deadly skirmish often overshadows what was the bright spot of that grim October 1854 day. The heroism of a single regiment who managed to thwart the Russian cavalry charge against all odds with a key British port under siege, the Crimean War. If you, you may remember this from history. At a pivotal point, only the 93rd Highlanders were left to fend off a wave of enemy horses and soldiers. As the story goes, they were told to charge against all odds and charge into death because they were so outmanned. 
There is a part of that story, though, that is not often told. It's a part about the 93rd Highlanders. They were left to fend off the wave of enemy horses and soldiers. A war correspondent, William Russell, wrote about this. He reported that the commander, Colin Campbell, looked down the thin red line and he shouted, There is no retreat from here, men. You must die where you stand. Russell watched the Scottish, their ranks two deep instead of four, muster every ounce of courage to do what they were told, stand. After several long minutes, fighting with everything they had, the Highlanders saw the Russians do what nobody could believe they had done. They withdrew. I know this is a sidebar to the main story, the charge of the Light Brigade. I mean, you know the story. They charged to their death. But these guys, this is a part of that same story. They, the the enemy that was greatly out was outmanned the the the, uh, the Scottish suddenly withdrew. They just stopped fighting. It was an amazing feat. It was a testimony to how a few brave souls can change the course of a war if we're willing to take a stand. I understand that all of us can't run for political office, but I think those of us who can should consider it. I understand that all of us can't run for the school board for various reasons, but those of us who can should consider it. I understand that everybody hasn't been given a microphone or a platform to speak from, but if you have, use it. It's worth it. It isn't just about somebody else's child. It's about our country, and it's about our relationship with God. This is not a political matter. These people are trying to steal the children, and the leader of the, of the attack is the president of the United States. He's obsessed with transgenderism. I don't know what his problem is, but I know what he's doing. And he's in a powerful office, even if he's incoherent some of the time or appears to be. He's leading the charge. I've got your back. And the largest LGBTQ, transgender, blah, 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 whatever, was held at the White House a week ago in the history of our nation. The schools are aligned against the parents. Oh, there are good school teachers in our public education. No question about that. They're wonderful Christian people. Thank God they're there. But the machine, the state machine of education, is poised against parental control and parental authority because they want to steal the children. I don't understand how that thinking process works, but it does. It's demonic at best, and it's barbaric and demonic at worst. That's where we are today in our nation. We need to stand up. And do what we can do. You can certainly pray. You can pray for God's intervention in this because it is out of control. Five-year-olds, three-year-olds are being introduced to the idea of transgenderism. And it's not subsiding. It's not a fad. It's growing in support and it's growing in with government approval. And the leader is the president. 
Thank you for supporting this ministry. We try to tell it like it is, straight talk. (laughs) Thank you for your support. We need it. I'll see you right here tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.